What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, since the D-backs have an off day today, I want to discuss the three biggest reasons why the D-backs were able to take a giant leap this year compared to their all right team in 2022. And then part two with Silly Baseball discussing the biggest surprises and snubs from the American League All-Star roster, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, my multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 at myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. Now I want to talk about the three big reasons that have led to the D-backs phenomenal record in 2023 because look, entering the season, I was bullish on this D-backs team. I was like a successful D-backs season. You finish with around a 500 record. I need at least 80 wins from this team and they've done more than that on the current pace they're on. They're expected to be in the low to mid 90s and I would have never expected that coming into the season. Now we got to kind of recalibrate our expectations with this D-backs team and question ourselves as to whether is this team a true World Series contender? How aggressive should we be at the deadline? Who should we go out there and Target. And those are all fun questions to have when your team is this competitive, um, been this good throughout the regular season. But how did we get to this point? How did the D-backs go from a mid-70 wins team last year to potentially adding 20 wins on last year's record, leading the NLS at, you know, past the halfway point of the season and just looking like one of the best teams in baseball week after week. What variables, what reasons have led the D-backs to this point? So I've been doing research. I came up with three big reasons as to why the D-backs have been so good this season compared to last year's team. The three big reasons that have led them to take this leap in terms of win-loss record. You guys may agree, you guys may disagree, but these are the three reasons that I think have led to the D-backs you know, greatest season in a while because it's been a while since we've seen some really good D-backs baseball like what we're watching right now. So let me get into my first reason. Reason number one why I think the D-backs have improved so much from last year is team speed. I think uh, it's arguable, of course, with other teams like the Pirates, but this D-backs team does so good at manufacturing runs, getting runners on board, sending those runners home. Like nobody in baseball, in my opinion, does more with their team speed in terms of creating chaos on the bases or even just tracking down fly balls in the outfield i think the d-backs are the best team in utilizing their team speed because of so many different areas that they use their speed in 
The D-backs are first in Major League Baseball, an extra base taking percentage. That's like whenever there's a fly out to right field, maybe you got a guy in first base and he goes and tags up and goes to second. That's the extra base taken. D-backs second in Major League Baseball and stolen base percentage. When this team takes off, they're more than likely to take the base that they're after. And then this team is third in run scoring percentage. So when the D-backs have a man on second or third, Best believe those guys are coming home. It's one of the reasons why the D-backs have the third most runs in the National League and also the third best OPS in the National League. The D-backs all of last season took 162 extra bases. So they basically averaged one extra base taken per game. So far, I think they've played 85 games this year. They're already up to 104 extra bases. The D-backs are being so much more aggressive on the base pass. And their outfield, their two all-star outfielders, Lord Gurriel leads Major League Baseball and extra bases taken, and Corbin Carroll's fourth. Those guys, when they get on, they're looking to be aggressive. It's not always a stolen base like with Corbin Carroll. Lord Gurriel has shown you if there's a pass ball, if there's a sack fly, if there's just, you know, maybe just a fielder's choice to the first baseman. Lords Gurriel is just such a smart base runner. He's not a burner. He's not a speed not a speed stripper. He shows you how a slightly above average runner can turn that, you know, maybe lack of speed into a weapon. So those guys have been dynamite. And of course, the D-backs have other dudes with speed like the Ketel Martes, the Perdomos. Like literally, if you look at sprint speed on StatCast, with the dudes with at least 75 competitive runs this year, Carroll is third in sprint speed this season. So he's considered the third fastest player with at least 75 opportunities. Jake McCarthy is considered the fourth fastest player. And Alec Thomas is 35th. And 35th might not sound that fast, but guys like... Riley Green and guys like I can't even think off the top of my head. Um, oh, I think I actually have it pulled up here. So, yeah, uh, Alec Thomas is sandwiched in between guys like Riley Green and Marcus Simeon. He's actually ahead of the Simeons and the Gunnar Hendersons of the world and the Anthony Volpes and the CJ Abrams, guys that we consider quick. Luis Robert, like Alec Thomas, has a better sprint speed than all of them. So, the D backs have legit speed on this team. Last year, Pre-All-Star break, the D-backs played 92 games. They had 37 stolen bases pre-All-Star break last year in 92 games. In 85 games pre-All-Star break this year, the D-backs have 82 steals. They're almost averaging a steal a game, which is insane. They also have the third fewest outs on the bases. So the team that takes the most extra bases also doesn't create outs on the bases. So when we're talking about chaos, this team can run, run, run without the risk that's why when we've talked about stealing in the past the last few years people have you know talked negatively about stealing because they're like it's just too risky i don't want my guy getting thrown out at second or third i don't want to take away that run scoring opportunity well guess what no one takes more bases than the d-backs no one you know the d-backs are one of the best teams at putting those runners on and then bringing them home and they're not creating outs on the bases great job by the D-backs often to use their team speed as a major weapon. The second big reason, I believe lineup depth is another huge reason. The platoon splits, we know Tori Lovello loves his platooning. And in the past, I haven't been, I haven't been a big fan because the numbers showed you just because you platoon, that doesn't mean you're going to have good success. And the D-backs really didn't have good success in the past when they platoon. Left-handed batters versus right-handed pitchers last year for the D-backs had a 701 OPS. A 701 OPS. 
right-handed batters versus left-handed pitchers last year for the D-backs at a 687 OPS. So those guys were bad to mediocre in the situations where they were supposed to thrive. But in 2023, left-handed batters versus right-handed pitchers for the D-backs, 802 OPS. And then right-handed batters versus left-handed pitchers, 792 OPS. So last year, when you had your righty versus lefty or your lefty versus righty, they just, they played at the plate like they were just mediocre pedestrian players, like they didn't have an advantage, like it was a righty versus righty situation. But this year, they're actually taking advantage of those situations. They're actually putting up all-star level numbers when they're getting the correct platoon advantage. And when I talk about depth, the D-backs, first two hitters last year, Average a 230 average and a 702 OPS. The three through six hitters last year had a 243 average and a 742 OPS. This season, the first two hitters for the D backs, 273 average and a 775 OPS. And then hitters three through six, 269 average, 821 OPS. The one through six hitters for the D backs this year are putting up borderline all star numbers, while last year they looked like a bunch of pedestrian players. There's at least six dudes with at least a 800 OPS currently in the D backs lineup. And that doesn't include guys like Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas, who have been really good since coming back up. Emmanuel Rivera doesn't include him because even though he's batting 315 or 313, he has like a 750 OPS. Gabriel Moreno has been a really good contact hitter all year. His OPS has dipped a little bit. It's like below 700, but he's still a really good contact machine at the plate. And also Carson Kelly's back. He's no slouch offensively at times. We've seen stretches where he's been really good offensively. Then Dominic Fletcher has been really good for this D-backs team as well. So when you look at the depth on this D-backs team with how many dudes can go up to the plate, put together a quality at bat, not strike out, put the ball in play, and maybe good things can happen. Very strong stuff by the D-backs. This is not a team that strikes out a lot. They have so many just professional hitters in their lineup. I think the lineup depth is a huge reason why this D-backs team has been so good. And then you saw just this past week, Paven Smith gets sent down. You call up Kyle Lewis, who has been crushing it in the minors. You still got guys like Dominic Canzone in the minors they could call up at any time. Lineup depth has been super huge for the D-backs this season. And the last reason why I think the D-backs have been so good this year compared to last year is the bullpen is finally decent. If you want a fun fact, the D-backs bullpen ERA this year is actually better than their starting rotation ERA. Last season, the D-backs had the fourth worst bullpen in the National League in terms of ERA. This season, they have the fifth best bullpen in terms of NL ERA. Last year, the D-backs were ranked 25th overall in Major League Baseball and bullpen ERA. This year, they're 16th, and that's all we've asked for. We've said the past, what, since 2020, we're like, if the D-backs have just a mediocre middle-of-the-pack bullpen, this team could be in the conversation for the playoffs. And then guess what? You see it this year. The D-backs, all of a sudden, literally, middle-of-the-pack bullpen, and all of a sudden, they're fighting and leading the division. Fantastic stuff from their relievers. The D-backs are still bad in safe situations. They actually have a worse ERA and average allowed in safe situations this year, but they're a lot better in those non-save situations, which is um, you're going to have more non-save situations than safe situations. So the closer role still isn't great for the D-backs, but at least uh, they're better in those seven, six, eight, nine. Even ninth inning situations, it just can't be a safe situation where the D-backs are better in this year. When it's your first play appearance against a reliever, 
from 2022. That reliever gave up a 257 average and a 744 OPS. But your first plate appearance against a reliever by the D-backs in 2023, they're just allowing a 233 average and a 693 OPS. And guess what? If that reliever is getting just one day of rest, well, in 2022, that was a 522 ERA. That was a 790 OPS. But in 2023, if a D-backs reliever just on one day of rest, a 261 ERA and a 597 OPS allowed, the D-backs bullpen has finally been middle of the pack, which is something that we've called for for so long because it's been so long since, since the D-backs have had a good bullpen. So I'm very Glad to see the D-backs have improved mightily this year. It's been a super fun D-back season. The last couple of years at the halfway point, especially 2021, by the time you get to the All-Star break, I'm already looking ahead to the draft. I'm looking ahead to the offseason. I'm thinking about next year's team. But this year, I get to stay present, stay in the moment, and it's super fun rooting for the best team in the NL West. Hey, are you picking up burgers and hot dogs for the 4th of July? Tomorrow's the 4th of July. I sound like the mayor in Jaws. Tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we're going to have one of the best summers we've ever had. And if you're going to go there, we're going to pick up your burgers, your dogs. You got your coleslaw. I love my pickles. Got to get my pickles. Got to get my peppers, all the stuff out there. And you want, you know you're going to do it, but why not get some cash back for it? You could do that with Ibotta. Now, Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get cash back. It's really that easy. The average Ibotta user earns about $120 a year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing. If you want to, I'm going to be flying up to Oakland pretty soon to catch one of the last day's games of this year. Maybe I can sort of cover the cost of the bottom. And guess what? You can do what you want with the money back. Other apps give you points, but that don't amount to much. With your body, you get real cold, hard cash back, and you can cash out your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code MLB. Ibotta! Put that cash in your pocket. All right. All right. All right. By the way, we were having a great 4th of July cookout tomorrow, and we're going to do what we do every year. We cook out. We have a ball game on, Ooh. and then later we watch the greatest 4th of July movie ever made, Jaws. Got to do it. Jaws. <laughs> that's the that's the, the big attack is on the 4th of July. Independence Martin, Day? 
No, no, please. It depends. <laughs> Jaws. Okay. Jaws. I would have to think of other movies. Oh, on the August. For God's sakes, tomorrow's the 4th of July. We're going to have one of the best summers we've ever had. If you fellas want to worry about the safety, you do whatever you have to to make the beaches safe. But those beaches will be open this weekend. That's right. That's the mayor in Jaws. By the way, um, it just shows my favorite detail about Jaws and Jaws 2. The mayor covers up the first death keeps the beaches open and more people die. Okay. And to the point where everyone sees that's what he did in jaws two, He's still the mayor. You would think it would be easy to run against a guy who kept the beaches open, vote for me and you will not be eaten, but no, he got reelected. Got to vote I, people. You got to vote. Looked up, I just looked up some other movies that take place around the 4th of July. How about a little Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Ham- Magic oh. Mike, Magic Mike, XXL. Those are two no. very different. Those are two yeah. very different films. All right, well, we're, we're going to go off on a wild tangent here, um, but yeah, go go watch some baseball. Watch a great movie with Hamilton. You want to watch uh, 1776 uh, Independence Day? I'm going to watch Jaws, and let's check out the um, American League All Stars. Pretty close to what I had: um, uh, Jonah Heim, uh, Yandy Diaz. Uh, the up the middle infield of Semyon and Seeger. I had Bichette over Seeger, but I had Seeger on my roster. At that point, we're kind of picking nitpicking there. Mm-hmm. Jung, boy, there's a lot of Rangers and Rays on this team. Um, with now, now Judge is one of the starting outfielders. Um, of course, he's gonna not gonna be on the active roster. Yeah. Uh, Trout and Rosarena, uh, Shohei Otani, of course, is gonna be the DH. And the starting pitcher. Um, I was. Uh, I'm glad to see Bichette and Whit Merrifield get on there. Uh, I'm Salvador Perez. The the Royals don't have a legit All Star this year, so no. you know Perez is like you know they need another outfield. They need another another catcher. Um, Austin Hayes, Luis Robert Jr., Orden Alvarez, Odelis Garcia, Jose Ramirez. Vlad Guerrero Jr. I have no issues with any of them. They're all solid players having solid years. I'll tell you the one that caught me by surprise. And I got, again, we're, we're nitpicking here a little bit when you're talking about getting the loan representative from a lousy team. Uh, Brent Rooker is the A's representative. Okay. Brent is, I mean, again, nobody on the A's is having a great year. Um, but he is, I wanted Ruiz. Story no. Ruiz, the guy has forty-two stolen bases already, and he's a higher. He has, you know, his batting stats are. I mean, okay, okay, his OPS isn't higher, but he's batting yeah. higher than Rooker, and he is the type of player that when you know, as we're emphasizing speed in the game right now, you're going to put him on as a pinch runner. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's got forty-two stolen bases already. You know, he's you know got an and a player from the A's being that secret weapon of a, you know your pinch runner the speed um I, I think there'd be he would add an element of excitement that no offense to Brent Rooker congratulations for making the all-star team but uh Ruiz would add that level of excitement and I was really disappointed when I saw he wasn't on the team that's actually one of the biggest disappointments I had looking at the roster is the A's uh uh token rep was not the token rep I wanted 
Sully and I will continue that conversation, but first, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel because take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets back, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from money line to over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you can get paid instantly there's no better place to bet on mob than fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 dollars in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. I mean, I agree. Having that skill set would have been more interesting for the All-Star game. I do think Brent Rooker is probably more a deserving candidate, but in terms of like all-star game excitement, no one's going there to watch Brent Rooker, but at least if you have Ruiz on first base in a big situation, anything is possible with him. Um, I did have like four kind of surprises, I guess, from the American league. I'll just throw them all out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Lorenzen making it for the Detroit Tigers as their all-star representative with an ERA North of four. I mean, I know this all, this, uh, Tigers team doesn't have a lot of people, but maybe go with the Alex Lang. Just or, put me, and, I don't Eduardo know. Rodriguez. Why don't, what's wrong with Eduardo Rodriguez? Or Erod, yeah. He's yeah why do they his... go, why do they go with Lorenzen over? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I don't know. Okay. And then another one. I mean, this team somehow sent like multiple people despite being just kind of like middle of the pack in the American League. But Whit Merrifield, I mean, if you're talking about speed, sure, a guy that could bat a little bit, but he's typically like a 690 OPS guy. And I don't think he's really changing life for any ball club. I just find he's usually underwhelming and overrated. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mind it as, as much as a couple of the other ones. But yeah, I definitely could see how he would be one. I was surprised that um, Kenley Jansen was yeah. the Red Sox rep and not Alex Verdugo. Yeah, you could have gotten a bunch of different. Verdugo, Devers got 800 OPS, 25 bombs, or Yoshida, who's having like a fantastic season too. Yoshida, yeah. I really thought it was going to be Verdugo, who has shown, even this last week, has put on a showcase of power yeah. and defense. Um, and I've been... Uh, you know, I've been underwhelmed by Kenley Jansen, quite frankly. Yeah, I you think know, Doobie he, leads the American League in doubles, too. So he's having a great season for the. Red yeah, Sox. I, yeah, I don't I think when people look at this Red Sox team, they don't think, oh, man, Kenley Jansen, man, Kenley Jansen. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, again, I don't think Verdugo is going to be in the MVP conversation, but I think he's having an all star caliber season. And I think that it's I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I really don't. No, that um, one surprised me. I had that one run down. Do you think the Orioles had won too many players with Adley Rushman? Like you, so if I'm already getting Salvador Perez as my backup with my yeah. starter and with the Texas Rangers guy, I feel like I don't need Adley too. I didn't have Adley in mind for that reason. I did have Austin Hayes on mine. Yeah, he's having uh, a great season. And I and you had to have the combination of Batista and Cano that mm-hmm. one-two punch. They've been they have been absolutely phenomenal. They've been like 1990s bad boys you know nasty boys uh reds having that you know you it's why the why the orioles are going to be a potentially dangerous team in the postseason because you know that's that's sort of that 1990 reds 2015 royals 
uh, formula of just make sure we got the lead by the seventh. Because if we got the lead by the seventh, you ain't got a chance. And uh, because so you had to have both Batista and Cano in there. Yeah, I mean, Rutschman would be the one of Baltimore that I would have left off. But I, I but I do understand having an extra wanting to have three catchers on the roster. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about building the next generation too. consider Rutschman one of those next wave of generational stars. So maybe you get him out in front, and expose him a little bit more. Let me put it this way in five years. And again, I, if you make the major leagues, you're obviously an extraordinarily talented. Mm-hmm. If you've made the all-star team, even as a token representative, obviously you're a player of note, but I have a feeling. So I'm putting that caveat on there, but I have a feeling in five years, we will be saying, wait, Brent Rooker was an all-star? And I have a feeling we, I, the idea of Adley Rutschman being an all-star, like, well, yeah, of course, yeah. I think it'll be a much uh, easier to swallow that pill in a couple of years. Yeah, um, you're not even going to think about it. One guy who I was kind of surprised who I think is going to be possibly the injury replacement to Aaron Judge, if you want to add a little bit extra extra excitement to the game but wander franco from the tampa bay rays yeah near 30 uh stolen bases he's like one of the league leaders in wrc plus like all the advanced stats love wander franco i feel like he's a fan favorite and one of the more popular players in baseball i'm surprised he didn't make it to the all-star game i am too i am too uh i am very i there's something i'm like very happy to see that um you know cole is having a wonderful year with new york um, I'm I, Evaldi. I mean, I, I'm a big Evaldi fan, obviously. Um, McClanahan and Gaussman and Sonny Gray um, are all they're all having they're all having fine seasons. And so I think I don't have I don't think there's any with the exception of Lorenzen over Rodriguez from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one issue I have. I don't really have an issue with any of the other pitchers and except maybe Kenley Jansen. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I don't I. Again, I don't mind Jansen in there, but I don't understand why he is the lone Red Sox and not and not Verdugo. That to me makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to see like a breakdown of how these voting is going for the reserves and like who's voting for this stuff? Because it says like via player ballot and commissioner's office. But how does someone determine that Canley Jensen is the best player to represent the Red Sox this season or Michael Lorenzen, the best Detroit Tiger, despite him just being not very good this year? Well, it beats what it used to be, which was the uh, the managers of the previous World Series teams. Just got to pick them. Just got to pick them. And like a lot of times there would be like, you know, Cito Gaston and Tommy Lasorda were kind of famous for, hey, they took me to the dance last year. Like, yeah, but they're 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 not that good. Um, yeah, there's a couple of years where uh um it was just a little a little ridiculous. And of course, Cito Gaston had to eat so much uh guff from the fans at um when they, he was the manager in Baltimore. I uh, thought when the All-Star game was in Baltimore and Mike Mussina was on the All-Star team and the American League had the lead in the ninth inning and he and uh, Gaston, I think, had Dwayne Ward. He had one of his pitchers, one of the Blue Jays pitchers, and Mike Mussina was warming up in the bullpen and the crowd was chanting for, we want Mussina, we want Mussina. And it got to be two outs, and everyone's like, "Come on, Cito, bring in Musina to get the crowd up and for the final outs." And nope, rode his guy to the end, and the final out in the American League Stadium, American League won, and the cascades of boos to Cito Gaston for not bringing in Musina. Um, of course, Musina didn't care; he was probably doing a crossword and, and reconstructing a brain. He was a genius, but in 
And there was he's made no shortage of all star appearances, but not in his home park. I mean, he was that's like and that should be every like it's in Seattle this year. Mm -hmm. So the Seattle representatives are I think it's just it may be only Castillo. Is it only Castillo? Hold on, let me look up oh, here. The Mariners, because yeah, Julio's Mariners. not having Julio's, that kind of season. Yeah, he's not on there. Castillo, um, yeah. So Castillo has to make an appearance. You know, I don't care what point, but at some point Castillo has to make an appearance. And you should always make sure that the whoever is the you know the host city that their their representatives have to get in there. Yeah, because the Mariners are just having such an underwhelming season after coming off what they had last season, and Julio's not exactly taking a step forward. I thought George Kirby could have been considered for an all-star game, considering yeah. he's having a pretty good season. But he lost Robbie Ray to start the season. Just been a really weird year for the Mariners. That's it for this edition of the Lock on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Actually, I won't be dropping a podcast there will be a podcast on 4th of July, but there won't be a podcast technically on Wednesday because if you guys remember, I like to record the day before. So even I said there'll be no 4th of July podcast, I meant I won't be recording on 4th of July. So there won't be a Wednesday podcast. So you could come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight, but there won't be a podcast on Wednesday. So come back on Thursday. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the SiriusXM app and search up Diamondbacks. As always, if you listen every day, put a hashtag every day or in the comment section on YouTube. Stay safe, stay healthy, doses.